1: And today we are dishing up a Q and A, a Spring 2022 Q and A. Don't even remember the last one we had, but we'll do them at the cadence in which you send questions. So these today are your random questions that we're going to answer here in a bit. But first, a little catching up. Gee, what's going on? Oh man. Well, really, the only okay, I will say I I
0: reached out to Christina Bruce to see who did her. um. Who where she got her training and body acceptance, and I learned about some other some training that she had recommended. I don't think she gave me the person that she actually trained with, but she gave me another recommendation anyway. it was a twenty five hundred dollar training course i was I had already paid for it I was all in, and then I sort of backed out. I was like, you know what i just I just don't know if i If it's worth $2,500, I'm sure it is. If I was really in that field and I knew exactly what I was going to do with that training that I had. But in other words, I, I don't know. I maybe, maybe one day I will do it. It it sounded like a great, great course, but I found something else that was not comparable, but I think it to me sounded just as good. Uh, there was a little bit less expensive. It's called the body positive fundamentals course, but it's the body positive Institute. And they do a lot of classes and courses for people who work with college students or work on college campuses. So I thought that was right up my alley. And I just actually started it today. But essentially, they give you eight hours worth of work that you can complete within four months. So you have all the class components um, and, you know, all the the worksheets and the recordings for up to eight months. or I'm sorry, four months. And you can complete it at your leisure. And I just started it today. And so far I've I really have enjoyed it. And I'm finding that it's I think it's gonna be really beneficial. So I just wanted to share that. I'll put the link to the Body Positive Institute in our show notes in case anyone's interested. <clears throat> well Yeah. That's all I have. <laughs>
1: that's all. Okay, that's fine. Uh, all good here. We I have been on a reading binge. I am blowing my 2022 goal for reading out of the water. I don't know. I loved reading during covid and everything but i feel like i'm enjoying reading all the more and my list of like want to reads is getting longer and longer and longer and i don't know are you in, yeah, are you you're... down with books lately yes i
0: <clears throat> i am on i will say i my goal for 2022 i think was 15 books at the rate i'm going i'll probably read more like 30 wow which, you know for you is you know nothing but for no, me that that's is... quite a lot I've also been listening to a lot of books too on tape, so I they're not all reading. Yeah, it's just easy for me to listen to books, but like you, it's like every day I'm adding two new things to my must read
1: list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I followed a few Instagram accounts. Um, I'll let me try and see if I can pull one up here because she was her account was really good, and it is called. Uh, maybe I can't find it. Um, oh, I just sent it to somebody. Who was it? Oh, it's called Beach Reads and Bubbly is her Instagram cool. handle. Okay. Uh, so if you want, she, I just really like all of her wrecks, and they're not all beach reads. She's got some historical fiction, and anyway, she's got she's got a little following there. And I just I liked some of her wrecks, and it could be that I'm reading more because I did decide for the time being to stay in the two book clubs. So my OG crew, as well as my new crew of like kind of our our our, our friend group, which is our kids' friends, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the COVID super spreader event that grew. Um, <laughs> so, but it's also could have to do with the fact that we recently did away with direct TV, like so much of the rest of the world. And so now we've got, we've su- successfully got YouTube, TV, Netflix, and Disney Plus, all of which somebody else, it's somebody else's accounts. None of them are our own. <laughs>
0: so, oh my. Like, well, not for long. Netflix is doing away with the ability to be able to
1: use someone else's login. I'm not sure how but they say that's what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, right now we're on my brother's account. Um, my friend Dave from hockey, we're on his Disney plus account. And then YouTube TV is like an old coworker of Mark's that gave it. And it, it's not like we asked, like these things just kind of like fell into our laps. Like we're perfectly happy paying for them, but it's kind of like, well, why pay if we don't need to? So anyway, not a whole lot of TV going on. I'm a love watching tennis channel, but that's never going to happen without direct TV. Um, so we are watching below deck because we're pretty well caught up on like Yellowstone and all of our all of our stuff that we really Ozark. Um we don't have a ton of shows that we watch together. So I guess my question for you, Gina, and our listeners, any recommendations on YouTube, TV, Netflix, or Disney Plus? Probably not Disney Plus. So behind uh, Dead to Me.
0: Did you watch that? No. Oh, so good. Dead to me and Working Moms. <laughs>
1: But okay, I will say I think Working Moms is really funny. But Mark would never watch that. Would he, he wouldn't. No, I think it's Nick pretty said. raunchy. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is but why uh, I'm Dead to Me is good. Like <laughs> he does. What would you say? I said that's why I'm confused. He doesn't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of shocking, actually. Okay, uh, but you. we we don't watch uh, that much TV anymore. I, I am. I really look forward to the day when we the kids can put themselves to bed or just do homework in bed or whatever, and I can just come upstairs and I get at least an hour and a half to do whatever I want. So that gives me an hour to watch TV and a half an hour to read right now. I have about 45 minutes to myself, which I usually spend reading Mm -hmm. truthfully.
1: Uh, Confession. I did the other day. I don't even know when it was. I started an episode of naked and afraid because mm, quality TV and there's, I didn't have anything else to watch. And on Friday afternoon, I paused it to go get the kids from the bus stop and Usually on Friday afternoons, like they're ready for each other. Like they like to play and just you know they're good to bum around the house. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to finish the last ten minutes of this episode after they get engaged in something. Well, in they walk and they promptly wanted to know why I was watching a video of naked people, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, when you retell this story at school, this is going to go all wrong. So now I have to clarify. Why there are people on TV choosing to be naked in the middle of the jungle uh, without food, without water, with mud slathered over their bodies. So, admittedly, we then watch like two episodes.
0: Like together. (laughs) Okay. That isn't as bad as my confession. Okay. Ever since Netflix has started airing Seinfeld, I cannot stop watching it. And so I'll be watching it in, in, the, in the kitchen and the kids just come in and they plop down. They're like, we want to watch Seinfeld too. This happened like a month ago. I'm like, sure, okay. It's one of those, those shows that the, the humor is so dry and you can't even tell it's, it's inappropriate. Like you don't even, half the time, you have no idea what they're even talking about. You know, like the contest. If, you, if you're a Seinfeld watcher, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they, they try to see who can go the longest without pleasuring themselves. If when I was watching it as a kid, I had no idea what they were even talking about. It's it's inadvertently, uh, inadvertently raunchy. Or, yeah. That's not the right yeah. way to say it. Um, but yeah, you can't even you can't it's even a lot tell of adult off the humor, time. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's something you couldn't even repeat because you have no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's there's enough humor that kids understand that they actually do find it funny and they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I was, we were watching the episode, the double dip episode. If Again, if you've never watched it, you would have no idea. But there's a, an episode where George double dips. And it's just really, really <laughs> funny. And the kids just loved it. So, yeah, that's probably also inappropriate. So, yeah, we're, it's fine. We're, we're fine parents. I wanted to say, though, <laughs> real quick. Okay, I forgot to tell the story. So, I'm jealous of your book club. So, I joined a book club. Did I tell you this? No. I decided I was going to join the Upper Arlington Book Club, which is the suburb, suburb where I live. I looked up all the books. I got, I was so excited. I had it on my on my calendar for about two months because I, I decided to to start in in March. So I got the book, read it, had it read, had it read, even read the next month's book. Okay. I go there on the day that they said they were gonna have it, 6:30 at such and such place, even had Nick bring the kids to gymnastics. No one showed up. I was the only one oh, no. who came. Yeah. That sucks. No kidding. Oh. So I go back to Facebook to look to see what happened. Apparently the person who leads the group couldn't make it. So then nobody else came. I didn't know this. She still had the the table reserved. I will never go back. So it really left a, Start a, your a own. sour taste.
1: Start your own. I Start know. with like three or four people that are going to read the book and not complain if they don't like it. And it, it, it'll it be fine. It'll be good. Yeah. Start. Your I own am crew. starting one
0: at work. I, Yay. Will say. I, I, I did get some coworkers to do one with me. So yes, that will be that will be good. All right. So before we begin, just a quick favor to ask, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to
1: us, and they really help us reach more people. So of course, we'd appreciate it. Awesome. All right. So we are just going to jump in with your questions in no particular order. And if you asked for it to be anonymous, we left you anonymous. So first question comes from Emily, and she asks, uh, maybe this has already been covered, any recommendations for brands of prenatal vitamins? Do You want to start? Sure, I will start. Uh, just a couple
0: things. I, I Something that I didn't know when I was pregnant was that you can use your health savings account when you purchase your prenatal vitamins. So just an FYI, that's random. But just so you know, even if you buy them on Amazon, you can use your, if you add your HSA card to your Amazon account, you can use it. One thing I want to say is make sure there's always some iron in there. Iron is super important. uh, And that sounds like an obvious statement, but I've seen plenty of prenatals, specifically gummies that don't have iron in them. So just beware. It's also a bonus. If you can get something with DHA, which is um, a long chain fatty acid that is good for brain development and look for about 200 milligrams of DHA and Or I would say, so another bonus, if you can find something with choline, I think it's about a hundred milligrams that you want in your supplement. So look for that on the back. If I'm going to specifically give a brand recommendation, I found the one a day prenatal advanced has all three of those. So it's got iron, it's got DHA and choline. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that one. The one a day prenatal advanced.
1: What about you? What have you found? Uh. Yeah. Well, firstly, a lot of people don't know this, but insurance companies often pay for prenatal. So kind of like the HSA, if you wanted to go the route of a prescription, your OBGYN should be able to prescribe that for you. And then going through the pharma- pharmaceutical industry, they undergo the rigor of all of those industry standards. So you know it's going to be tested for purity and potency and, and all of that um, through the FDA. The other thing is to look for something that's USP certified, which stands for the US Pharmacopeia You'll see a little shield inside of a circle and we've talked about it on the, on the show a little bit, but supplements uh, by and large are not regulated by, you know, there's there's no real standards for quality out there, but the USP um, symbol there helps to ensure that you are taking something safe, particularly if you're go- growing life, that's what you want. Um, and if you care enough to take a supplement, then you definitely want something that's safe and um, in other ways. So I guess the ones that I tend to recommend because they are USP certified are the Kirkland or Nature's Made brands. Um, and the, also too, just because they're readily available, a lot of different places and are are affordable. The One a Day, I, I believe, I'm sure One a Day is also USP certified.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know that for a fact, but I mean, I trust One a Day. They've been around for years. Not that that means a whole lot, but... I take one a day. I, I trust that they're a good. Yeah, um, a good a good product. I'm curious though if the if the prescription uh, supplements actually have choline and DHA because I feel like when I got them over the counter or from the pharmacy from my doctor, they didn't have the DHA. I don't know know about the choline, yeah. but you can also take that separately. separately you can yeah. you can find yeah a prenatal DHA separately, mm-hmm. and the choline. I want to tell you is going to be especially important if you're a vegetarian. Because choline is found in a lot of animal products. In fact, I think it's only found in animal products, I want to say, but especially things like eggs uh, So, and, and chicken. So if, if you're vegetarian, especially vegan, you'll definitely want to take a, a choline supplement either as part of your your prenatal or separately as well.
1: Cool. Uh, this next question is uh, anonymous, but it's specifically for you, asking Gina, how are things with Paige lately? Yeah, so I sort of alluded to this a bit on the last episode since
0: I told you guys the week got a cat, which clearly indicates that things are going well over here. I would never have uh, you know, decided to get a cat and add another another life to our household if she wasn't doing well. So yes, Paige is doing another life. doing another life being <laughs> that I had to watch over who by the way got sick this morning and I was the cat flashback the cat did yeah, oh, threw up in Paige's room. Oh my gosh she comes it was 5 a.m. Paige comes running. the cat just threw up. I'm like, oh my gosh why why this is why I didn't want to get a pet. This is exactly why I didn't want to get a pet anyway doesn't matter. Uh, so as far as Paige, she's doing great, we do continue to use Terry Manrique almost monthly at this point. in fact she does we use we use her for parent uh, or for um, counseling for relationships. Once a month over Zoom and then every other month she comes into our house for a couple hours and just does like a whole family parent coaching session and talks with the kids, talks with us. She is, I can't even tell you how amazing she is. And don't forget, if you mention our name, you'll still get a 10% discount on any of her packages, and Dish Podcast. That's what I meant by by our name, but she is just, just phenomenal. I love her. Uh, so yeah, I would say more, more so than, than Paige. Lately, we've been working with Cameron. He's been having a lot of outbursts lately with screaming and using bad words, which he'll even say, he'll get angry and he'll say, mom, I'm about to say a bad word. <laughs>
1: and what I'm are like, the bad words?
0: Well, he'll say damn and he'll oh. say "frickin'". Oh, <laughs> <Spicy. laughs> I know I, I can't help but laugh a little bit. I try so hard not to, but He'll say stuff like, mom, why are you being so fricking? And it's, I don't want him to use that word. It's not appropriate. I'm sure he's heard me say it before, even though I, he's, I, I don't know. Maybe Paige says it. I don't, I don't even know. Cause Paige is also hearing bad words at school because she's told Terry that she says bad words in her head. And then Terry said, well, where do you learn these bad words? And I was like, oh my gosh, Paige, please don't say here. Please don't <laughs> say here. And she said at school, I'm like, Phew, because I mean, really. I definitely am a cusser. I will be completely honest. I do. I use curse words, but not in front of the kids. I try very hard not to do that. Uh, I probably do use the word fricking, uh, but I don't call people fricking. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <I, laughs> it's like a
1: confessional. <sighs> I know. I know.
0: I know. Um, but yeah, Anyway, so we are having some issues with his loudness, outbursts, screams, and I think that's where all of Paige issues really started with was him because we were giving him all this positive attention when he was acting out and is completely ignoring her and then also giving her negative attention even when she did good things. I mean, I know exactly what I was doing. And so I've come to understand my faults and my opportunities. And I think Paige is noticing that. So she's been honestly just really, really great. So yes, thank you for asking. Things are
1: good. Cool. So I'm glad to hear it. I know that was so stressful. That was a stressful season for you guys and you weathered it like the parenting champs that you are <laughs> um, and are here to tell of it. So love it. All right. This is from an anonymous um, Instagram follower who says, I was wondering if you'd be able to give advice on how to stop emotionally eating and control emotional eating habits. Mm-hmm. And I'll jump in first because I think when I first hear this question, I immediately go to, like, why? Um, if the emotions are a bit overwhelming, which maybe they aren't, maybe they aren't, but maybe they are, I would consult first with counseling. I think counseling is the right answer for like 99 percent of life's problems. <laughs> I just there's nothing bad to come from talking to somebody, um, and I think that eating can just be like a symptom of. And so I'm wondering if maybe there's something else there. And I don't know. I don't know this person. Um, So if there's some type of root cause that needs addressing, and I don't, again, not judgmentally at all, um, I think more of the sounding board, the better. And I know me personally, I'm a better version of myself for having pursued counseling in the past um, many times. And I see that translate positively to every aspect of my life, including health. Uh, So I would start there and I would also press pause on eating as in, and I would be curious what you think of this, Gina, but I would avoid putting anything into your mouth if you are in tune enough to realize that you're emotionally eating. I would just like pause and find something else to do. Call a friend, text a friend, send an email, work on a puzzle, go for a walk, find something to do to like break that um, and better define, trying to define the impulse between thinking about food and eating. So like just think it, do it kind of a thing. I think food for Americans in general, um, not all, but many fortunate Americans, it's just so readily available that it's there. And I think sometimes the immediacy of being able to eat or drink is, is just so there that we kind of lose the connection as to why we're doing it. So I would just slow down, press pause and consider the why behind the eating. And I would also, I'm kind of anti-journaling anything related to food. But I think in this instance, I would journal and look for a pattern uh, to see if there's something that pops out as to the why. So is it boredom, loneliness, habit, hunger? I know for myself, it's like just comfort in the evening and it's habit to grab something when I'm doing something like watching TV at night. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. I think it's a lot of us that probably, so I guess for me, it's boredom um, and habit, but I I would start with the why. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think, I think you make a good point
0: that whoever asked this question, I, I think it's clearly they know that they tend to eat when they're dealing with certain emotions. So that's a good start. You're aware of it. So let's first figure out which emotions are getting you to eat, right? Uh, For me, I would agree with you. Mine tends to be boredom or just like a lull in the day. What do I do with myself? Oh, there's the refrigerator. What can I eat? Uh, So yeah, just kind of knowing to sort of stop and ask, am I actually hungry? No, I'm not. What can I do instead to deal with this boredom? I'll go pick up a book or go for a walk or you know, do the wordle for the day, whatever it is. So just being aware, I think, is a really good idea. And I'll kind of start with what I, I think is a good, go, kind of going back to what I learned in my intuitive eating classes, to sort of reevaluate your self-care practices. So I think a lot of people don't realize that if your self-care routine isn't in place, it's easier to get overwhelmed and emotional. And then at the same time, if your self-care habits are lacking, it's also more difficult to be attuned to your body and food can be more rewarding. Mm -hmm. Uh, So consider all that uh, as reasons for really starting to focus on your self-care routine. And we've been talking about this on our monthly self-care series of the podcast. So consider these important self-care practices, getting enough sleep, nourishment, finding a life, life balance, taking care of your stress, being a counselor, for example, like you said, talking to someone, finding someone who will listen to you. So I'll start saying off with no, <laughs> saying no. Um, yes, I've got that in here for sure. Uh, so, so starting with sleep, are you getting seven to eight hours of sleep on most nights? I will tell you, I can't even tell you how many people I talk to or that isn't even a thing like seven to eight hours of sleep on most nights. Nope, not even close. That is so so important. When I think of the like the hierarchy of needs, I put that at the at the top, tippy tippy top. Um, and and if you're not getting that, evaluate why. What can you do? You know, what kind of sleep hygiene? Uh, where do you need to fix that sleep hygiene? Right? Is it, the, is it the temperature of your room? What is it that's not allowing you to get that seven eight hours of sleep? Nourishment. Uh, go back and listen to our episode on that. It was episode 131, which we just did recently. Uh, Ask yourself if you're getting three meals a day with some snacks or maybe not everyone is doing three, needs three meals a day. But generally speaking, are you giving yourself calories and nourishment throughout the day on most days, even when you're stressed, even when you're not hungry, even when you're sick? I think about that. Uh next, uh are you saying no when necessary and making room for things like me time and family time and social time in, in addition of course to all of your to-dos. I know that can be really difficult, but that's part of self-care. And then lastly, like I said and like you said, do you have someone to talk to? Uh stress really is ubiquitous and it's key to find ways to manage it, often through talking, deep breathing and making time for you. Lastly, I want to reiterate the importance of coming at yourself with curiosity and not judgment. It is okay to eat because of emotions at times, but we make it worse when we stress over it and put ourselves down because of it. So sit and ask yourself, why am I doing this? What needs to change? What might actually make me feel better instead of food? And forgive yourself. Don't judge yourself for your actions. And I think you make a really good point, you know, This person clearly knows, and I think not just this person, a lot of people who are finding that they're eating emotionally, they know that there's other things that will actually make them feel better. It just becomes a habit. Uh, So I think the first step is being aware of that. And that can be your first step for change. But really reevaluate those self-care practices. And and I think that could be a a good
1: start. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm using myself as an example. I would... I can remember a time not too many years ago when um, I was leaving, like teaching a class at night and I was so hungry and I live very close to work, but I can remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. I'm just going to stop it, fill in the blank and grab whatever garbage. And oh, that's going to be so good. And I think I did it or I didn't do it. I don't remember, but like we've all had those moments. And then it was like, Okay, that didn't taste that good. Now I feel like crap because I just ate crap. And like, why? It would have actually been faster. Like everybody thinks fast food is fast. Fast food is not fast. Fast food is <laughs> is like, oh, I get so mad every time I do it. And it's it's not often. And every time I'm like, this is why I don't do it. Um it, it's not as convenient as people like build it up to be, but you just I would justify it and say, oh well, I worked late I don't want to have to go home and well, I don't know throw something in the microwave that would end the world like right. I mean it, I don't know, but it was like I deserved it because my work schedule was off and I was stressed because I would have rather not been working or if I have an early meeting in the morning, maybe it's like Oh, I'm running late, so my self care like I didn't prepare for the day ahead. My self care was off, so then maybe I'm picking up something on the way to work to eat, or eating you know fistfuls of donut holes as I pass by the break room every day. Like I'm just making up stuff, but I I've been there, and I think I think the self care is a huge piece of it. Is like kind of honoring the know in your life and being prepared for what what comes to you because I think stress for a lot of people almost like you said. Um, is, what was the word that you said? Um, you, you said it perfect. well, but a reward mm-hmm. like food as a reward for a stressful day doesn't work because mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. days are going to happen.
0: Yeah. But, but I will also say food as a reward for a special day is also okay at times. Yeah. Like
1: if you, if you find
0: yourself going to a fast sure. food place, it, it's okay. It's okay. I think what you're saying, though, is that you found yourself doing that more often and you realize it was becoming a problem.
1: Well, it was I like mean, my reaction. It was like, I'm stressed and hungry food now, like immediately. Right. like I am not going, like being hungry is okay. Like I, 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 five minutes is not, it was more like the mental gymnastics of I need the reward. I need the good job. I need the path. It was my emotions of stress that I don't deal with well. And that was my response in that moment. And it, it was the wrong one. Because it took me 2.2 seconds to wish I had done otherwise.
0: (laughs) And like I said, a lack of self-care, makes food more rewarding.
1: Yes. So
0: you were lacking self-care at that time in your life. Something needed to be a little bit more balanced. And therefore, you know, thinking about that fast food, it just sounded so rewarding. It probably made you start to salivate a little bit. So excited. And then, of course, you got it. and You ate it. It was probably good. But then you just realize that you know just packing something so you weren't ravenous on the way home would have been an easier uh
1: way to go <laughs> totally yeah okay went well, all right this is a random one um I just put this is from Jay uh oh okay this is from Jill any thoughts or opinions on athletic greens did you have to look this up of course I did I have never heard maybe I've heard
0: of athletic greens I might have actually heard of it before I've never actually looked into it. My my thought right off the bat was, okay, it's seventy dollars a month. This stuff must be amazing. Um, because I that's a lot. Closer of to money. Oh. Maybe that was like the the starter packet, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but here's the thing. It said everything you need, so it's it's essentially a. You want to explain what it is? It's it's essentially a powdered supplement that you add you add to water and drink, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. So it's got um, probiotic, prebiotic, um, antioxidants. Those are the bulk of like its kind of merits. I think I got okay. them all.
0: Does that sound? And then am I missing anything? Yeah. And then all your your nutrients uh, supposedly that you would get in a multivitamin, correct? Yeah, ish. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but I did notice. So, so it, it said everything you need, basically. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't agree. I, I was, I was sad. There was no vitamin D. There was no iron. You know how big I am on iron. Uh, And I don't know. I think to myself, also, no sugar. Does it even taste good? This stuff must taste like garbage. No, it actually says it tastes like garbage.
1: <laughs> no, it does. That- like for real, for real. It says like what, what do you- green what? powders aren't good. This is no exception. Like, yeah, no, it says that. Oh. It does. I miss that completely. It it basically says, like, do not expect this to taste good. (laughs) Okay. Well, hey, at least they're honest. Multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, and more. That's what it says.
0: It sounds horrible. I also get very wary of taking anything that has an extra high dose of any antioxidant, it has 500% of the daily value of vitamin E, which is an antioxidant. I never, I always check to see if my supplements have, you know, triple, mm-hmm. quadruple doses of of antioxidants because that can actually be dangerous. I also was questioning how it said absorbed better because it's in water. I would love to see the science behind whether things are absorbed better because they're in water. I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> One more comment on the vitamin E people, you know, more is better, right? When it comes to vitamins, better and minerals. Bonk, that's very, like you said, Gina, but also vitamin E is fat soluble. So, if you have excesses of it coming in, it's not leaving. Like you take too much vitamin c. you have you now have expensive urine. You take too much vitamin E. You could be having an upper limit toxicity type of situation coming on. It's not mm-hmm. just this benign vitamin. Um there are toxicities. so with your with your fat solubles. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. I just wrote down all of the I, I just looked at the ingredients, which is basically a whole lot of vegetables. Um, and it says on there, so for three to three fifty a day, which is what three dollars to three dollars and fifty cents ish is what the supplement comes out to. Um, they tell you it tastes like garbage. And they also say that it's um whole food. No, actually eating food is whole food. Um, eating it dehydrated and ground into a powder and mixed with water is not a whole food. So I, I guess I'm I would just be a proponent for eating food. Yeah. I, amen amen you know I could see this maybe like add a scoop to your protein or to your smoothie like once a week
0: yeah yeah literally on it or maybe on a you're going on vacation and you know you're not going to be getting anything nutritious because I don't know you're on vacation um which isn't always the case I realize but I don't know maybe pack it there and make sure to keep you regular I, I don't know but I would never use this as an everyday supplement
1: no. Okay. So one of the things it says on their website is that it is it removes heavy metals um, because something binds to it. I don't remember which active ingredient. Um, Do you do you trust your liver and your kidneys or do you yeah. think that there's some merit to this?
0: <laughs> what kind of heavy metals do we have floating around in our
1: body right now?
0: <laughs> I, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know we had heavy metals coming out of us or I guess that are stuck inside of us. It just sounds so hoaxy. I, I hate that. It's like, yeah. it's like that bracelet that my uncle used to wear to remove his heavy metals. Remember those like copper bracelets? I don't even remember what they were, but he said, oh, yeah, it helps me remove
1: my heavy metals. I'm like, what?
0: What? It's on the outside of your skin. That doesn't even make any sense.
1: Osmosis <laughs> through your skin of your heavy metals. That, <gasps> oh, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah, I, I, I would. It's just expensive. Tastes like garbage. And I think you could do better with real food. I I agree. I, doesn't sound doesn't we're, sound like fun to me. We're not big supplement fans here. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, I like a multivitamin, a basic one a day. Actually, I take the off brand at the Giant Eagle where I go because I know that that the, that brand is great because I worked there for three years. It's a very basic, not you know necessarily a hundred percent of everything, and it just literally fills in the gaps that I need every single day, and it's yeah. pretty cheap, six dollars for about
1: a hundred. Mm. There you go. And if you want a green supplement, go with something like Magda that has like. Yeah, some nutritional merits to it, mm-hmm.
0: and it's there's actually a, pretty tasty. Some people say
1: I don't like it, but yeah, I don't know. Just a thought. Okay, um, another question from anonymous, uh, and perhaps this is why you've both been honest about getting non-surgical cosmetic enhancements like Botox, Dysport, lip flips, microneedling, microdermabrasions, etc. I'm curious if there's anything you've tried lately which procedure you found or find to be the most um, of the best value or benefit and what you might consider doing next.
0: Ooh, how exciting. Okay,
1: <laughs> I will start.
0: I definitely the biggest bang for my buck is Disport. The place I go here in Columbus has, I would say it's, it's the cheapest and I don't wanna say cheapest, it's the least expensive. <laughs> Out of all the places that I've been here in Columbus, I end up getting everything and I get quite a bit I should, I mean, I get my forehead, I get between my brows um, and then my, the crow's feet for just under 350, three times a year. And honestly, I feel like sometimes I could go more like every five months and keep it down to twice a year if I really wanted to, because it lasts, I feel like it lasts forever. Uh, and that's, I think one of the benefits that we mentioned about Disport is that it does last longer. So FYI, if you're ever wondering, cause don't you go every two or three months?
1: Um, I go every it was every three and I'm stretching it to four.
0: Ah, good. Okay, so you've been able to stretch it. That's yep. good. Yep. Yeah, I I go every four months and I feel like I could if I wanted to go every five months. The only the only place that doesn't necessarily last that is it start that starts to get wrinkly again after four months is my forehead. But I mean, I don't really care that much, honestly. If I really wanted to go five months, I probably could. Uh, I did love the lip flip. So it's just a little bit of Dysport that they put in in your upper lip. And it just kind of, it doesn't necessarily plump your lip. It just, I can't even explain how it happens, but it just makes it look like you can actually see my upper lip a little bit more. I have very, very small, thin lips. And it just, I have a small mouth. Uh, It just, you can actually see my upper lip when you get this flip. But the thing for, and it was really cheap because it was only about five units total. So it ends up being like 30 bucks, but it, it doesn't last very long because I use my mouth all day long. It essentially uh, goes away after about 30 days. So it doesn't last as long as the disport on the other parts of my face. So I had to go in once, you know, a month to get it done. And that's just not worth it for me. I don't have the time to go in there once a month to get Dysport. Uh, I do like the subtleness of it, though. So the question was, are you considering doing something next? For my 40th birthday, I am going to do a lip filler. I've already decided but I, I'm not gonna get duck lips. I promise. I mm-hmm. so want to look like myself. I've already told the lady that I think I want to do just one fourth of a of a vial. So they sell them and they they do full units of of the fillers, and you can do a half a unit or possibly even a quarter. Uh, but I want to honestly get it so subtle that it almost looks like I just got a lip flip. Uh, but it will last more like eight months to a year. So I won't have to go in every month. Uh, let's see. I did do microdermabrasion at another place. And I did really like it. The only thing with that, so it left my my skin feeling just so smooth and just, oh, I looked like a, you know, a baby for about a month. Mm-hmm. And then you had to keep doing it over and over again, right? They pretty much tell you, you should come in once a month or once, you know, every couple months. And I, again, I just don't have the time for that. So that's something that I'll probably end up doing maybe twice a year, which is better than nothing. Cause I did really, really like that.
1: Agreed. Um, so I my the salon I go to uses Botox, um, but that's definitely the procedure that I find the best value and results from. Not that I have a ton to compare it to, but um, as painful as it is to fork over about $380, I am down to three times a year. So I'm going every four months. And the reason for that, for people who don't know much about the procedure, but it's immobilizing the muscles. So the majority of my Botox goes right between my brows, um, which is immobilizing what's called the corrugator muscles, which is the the ones that create the butt. The <laughs> I have a big butt right between my eyebrows. And it was forming that really deep crease. And that's what I wanted to avoid because once you get those deeper creases, it's it's there. Um, you can't do. You can't really undo that as easily. So, um, I was noticing that it was just kind of getting more and more. And the she was able to say, I, I go to a nurse practitioner who does. Um, she specializes in plastic surgery and cosmetic procedures. Uh, but she said, "Whoa, yeah, you've got some strong corrugators." And what she did was she was able to take videos of me scrunching, kind of what she calls it frowning, but frowning, and then shows them to me, and it's like, holy smokes, like. I mean, my face has extremely strong corrugator muscles, but with Botox, they've been immobilized, and so that's what stretches. Um, the Botox is because the muscle isn't working. It takes long, more time goes by uh, before you start to see the the Botox wear down and the need for the fill. So, anyway, I'm down to about three times a year. Uh, I am admittedly quite curious about Cool Sculpting uh, for my post baby pooch, and it's specifically right above my navel but I have this like tented area of flub um, <laughs> that was not there before um, my cute little share Piper. Uh, but I will say I've read highly variable results. I do understand the science behind it, which I think is, I mean, something. Um, I'm not sure that I'm completely drinking the Kool-Aid, but I-, I would say results vary. And I have very realistic expectations of like, I'm not coming out with a six pack, but my goal would be, Unless I have slightly like curved, like my posture is almost like if I, unless I slightly hunch my shoulders, I feel like I have a slight pooch in the front that makes me look like I'm pregnant. And I, I loved being pregnant when I was pregnant, but I don't want to look pregnant now um, if I'm being perfectly honest, but it is extremely expensive. It's not a one and done treatment. It takes multiple treatments. And again, the results are varied. So I would consider it, but I'm not completely sold. Uh, but it's it's for fat spot reduction. And it's not like, oh, I hate my belly. Like it's that that's not what it's for. It's like there is a very specific area of your body that you want fat reduced. Um, So it, it's a sculpting.
0: Then how is that different from saying I hate my belly? Isn't that a specific part of your
1: body? Um, I have a lot more territory that I would love to do away with. But my goal is not to look thin. My goal is to not look pregnant. I see what you're saying. My goal is not to look thin. I said that wrong. My goal is to just not have this. It it would maybe be like a six inch by four inch like block of space right above my navel that is tented. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's just like this very clear fat pouch that I don't like. Um, If I'm being honest, um, somebody asked. Um, Okay. But more realistically, much more realistically to the tune of like, I think $60, I am strongly considering... And this is new to me, Gina. I don't know if you're you've heard of it, but a lash tint and lift, which is basically a dyeing in a perm of the eyelashes. It is temporary, but it lasts um like eight ish weeks. Um, but yeah, it, it's a quick and easy, like they just basically die and yeah, perm your eyebrow or eyelashes. And so they appear thicker and darker. And for somebody with really, really blonde eyelashes. Um, I love this idea. I actually got my hair done today and I did a balayage and I'm like, I want to be darker. She's like, you know, there's like zero people that come into the salon with blonde hair and are like, I want darker hair. I'm like, I am that person. I want darker hair, but I have extremely blonde eyelashes and eyebrows. So I love this concept. Um, I don't love how short-term the results are. And I don't know with like working out and washing my face, you can definitely get your face wet and wash and whatnot. It says not to for 24 hours after the procedure. Procedure, do we even want to call it that? I mean, it's <laughs> 60 minutes in a, like a hair salon is where it gets done here. Um, but yeah, it's something that I would have to upkeep with. So I could see it as being something that I would do maybe if I was going somewhere where I just straight up did not want to wear makeup or yeah, kind of like Bora Bora. I don't know. <laughs> so, but um How does it lift your eyelashes? They perm your eyelashes just like they would your hair to curl. How does that? Oh,
0: so then when you're saying grows out, okay. Yeah.
1: So like the life cycle of your eyelashes, when it grows out that hair, whatever section is not permed. So it eventually just kind of goes away.
0: guess i'm a little bit confused i still don't understand the lift part of this
1: so the lift is the curl the curl okay yeah so when you say
0: perm you're talking about okay so it's it's a permanent tint
1: but but really an eight-week perm well it's semi-permanent well i mean your eyelash they just have a life cycle right it's just like your hair sure that yes absolutely yes
0: that's like when i get a perm in my hair yeah it's not really permanent obviously but it lasts until my hair starts to grow out roots yes Mm -hmm. um Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I will say I also, if we're talking about things that we do with our hair, I do the Saison treatment at Aveda for anyone who has frizzy hair going into summer. I am a huge, huge fan of Saison. And if anyone ever wants to talk to me about that, I'm happy to do that. I used to get like, it's similar to like the Brazilian blowout, but I think it's, it's actually, it's not the formaldehyde, which isn't necessarily good for you. Saison's all natural and I don't, it doesn't have a bad smell and it just leaves my hair feeling
1: luscious. Hmm. I'm actually getting it in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, that was, a, <sighs> those are some fun questions. Yeah. So, uh, never too early to send. And that was our last question for this episode, but never too early to send your questions. So, go ahead and just email those over or reach out on iTunes. Or not iTunes, uh, what is it called? Instagram. Um, all, of, all, of, we're all the places. So just reach out if you have questions and we'll get that on the next show. All right, Gina, um, uh, mom, Win, favorite new product or recipe? Yeah.
0: So I got two cookbooks. One was your heart healthy, slow cooker cookbook, which I'm actually making your meatballs tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also got the, um, minimalist kitchen cookbook. Mm-hmm. And I made her quinoa chili recipe, which I I did find a link to a recipe that someone put her recipe on a a website, which I'll link to in the show notes. It was so, it was craveable in my opinion. It was essentially just canned tomatoes, quinoa, kidney beans, and then a bunch of seasoning, including uh, cinnamon, which I thought really made the dish. And it was just a hearty, basically, chili stew that I topped with avocado and cheese. I ate it for days. I think I was the only one in the family who was really eating it. Truthfully, Nick ate some, but he's not a huge hot, hot tomato fan. He always says that whenever I make anything with hot tomatoes, he's like, yeah, hot tomatoes. I always forget. I don't know. So many recipes call for hot tomatoes. I'm sorry. But this was just so, so good. I I ate it up for days on end and so simple. I think it was just a one pot recipe, which I love. So huge, huge hit for me. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. make it again. You should enter it into my chili contest for next year. Ooh, possibly. Yes, I could definitely do. It. In fact, I think it would actually be really good with some veg- vegetarian, like Morningstar crumbles.
1: Yeah. You can perfect it, it, it need... between
0: now and football season. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a, you've, you've given me something to to consider. Okay.
1: In all your free time, you work on that. Yeah. It's a challenge. Uh, Well, for those short on time, like all of us, right, um, made a 30-minute spicy peanut butter noodle with shrimp, and it was really, really good. Uh, The whole crew ate it up. But I mean, just like your basic peanut sauce, so peanut butter, um, a little bit of soy sauce, uh, sriracha. I love all my little Asian ingredients that I had, toasted sesame oil, the rice vinegar. I mean, those things are staples. Like in my kitchen, I just have those on hand and I use them for all these awesome dishes. Uh, but yeah, use some shrimp and bell peppers. And it was like an all-in-one meal topped with some crunchy little peanuts. It was awesome. So I'll link that in the show notes. Sounds so good. I'm also sending that so- that to myself right now,
0: <laughs> just like yes. your last one. I'm sending it and I'm going to print it and make it because that sounds delicious. Perfect. Uh, Uh, Anything to add? No, I don't think so. All right. right. Well, coming up on April 17th, we will be dishing with Jess Brickman, a speech and language pathologist. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone, until next time, be well and Nicole, will talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.